don't care if you're ready. We're doing this. And we're rolling. Damn. Well, we're live. Ready or not, here we go. <laughs> That's what I tell all my girlfriends. Just kidding, I don't have any girlfriends. What girlfriends? <laughs> uh, you're saying so any number times zero is still zero, Jeff. <laughs> Damn. Shut that up. Was, that was cold. <laughs> Damn. Last time I'm going to lunch with you, fucker. Well, welcome to the Nerd Trek podcast, where everyone's going to shit on me today, because <laughs> I have a sad, sad life. Aww. Fine, Jeff acts like he's disappointed. He lives for being shit on. This kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped a Cleveland steamer on her chest. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite Tenacious D songs. Just saying. Um, I'm Jeff. Um I, I honestly never thought we would talk about that on the podcast, but there it is. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm here with David. Hey, guys. And Phil. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, I want to do this real quick. We haven't done this in a while. Um, what, besides Star Trek, are you guys enjoying? What other shows, movies, just what's some other stuff that you enjoy talking about or watching or nothing? I don't have time for shit right now. Okay, David. I have time for shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just finished Lucifer, which is fun. And we, uh, I just started Lock and Key on Netflix, which so far, first episode, yeah. quite interesting. It's it's intriguing. Did you read the, the comics? I didn't realize it was. Uh, it's mm. There's a lot of things. It's funny, like for being a comics guy... There's a lot of stuff that I watch where the opening credits comes up and it's like based on the graphic novel or the comic by, but I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> isn't it written? It's, um, isn't it Stephen King's kid or it's the guy from yeah. the band? Who's the guy from the band? I have no uh, idea. Uh, it's it, the band, it, the company's IDW that does it, which is no, I know the, a lesser known comic the, publisher, but no, the guy who wrote it. This is going to bother me now. I'm going to have to Google this while we talk. Um, yeah, Lock and Key is not bad. I think the, um, they get to some weird keys. Yeah, so far it's just been like the one that travels and the one that like does the mirror dimension or whatever, but it's it's neat. Yeah. I have been, in, I'm enjoying it so far and then I'm going to watch Ancient Aliens soon because I haven't seen any of it and there I didn't realize there's like 15 seasons of it, so I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was written by Joe Hill, which is a pseudonym. That's his pen name. His It's uh, Joseph King. It's Stephen King's kid. Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah. So That's there you not go. Bad, bad pedigree to have come from. Yeah, not too bad. All right. So you're watching. I and I told David to watch that. Um, this new show I'm watching. You're the worst. Uh, mm. it's basically about really awful people in L.A. Um, so I enjoy it, and they fall in love. Which we don't need a TV for. Just look out the window. I could just. You could, I can film myself. Oh, wait, I do that on TikTok. Wait, you do that anyways. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Why don't you have time, Phil, to watch anything else? Why? I'm I'm busy. Fine. Um, all right. I, I haven't been watching much TV at all lately. I'm just kind of been bleh. You're watching Star Trek, though, right? Two episodes a week. That's whether I want to or not. That's as committed as he can be. <laughs> whether I want to or not. Hey, we're in season four of TNG. This is like prime. I know. Shit's getting tunge. good. It's nice. Tunge. Oh, yeah. Um, what are we doing today? Sorry. We are doing an episode. Today we're talking about 
Brothers. Shit, sorry. Mm. Brothers, <laughs> season four, episode three. Um, original air date, October 6th, 6th 1990. Um, also, Prince what I want Where Brent Spiner plays two-thirds of all the characters that we see on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wasn't in Best of Both Worlds because now he's in all of... Or, sorry, family. He wasn't in family, but now he's in this. Because he's playing three roles in this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I had lunch with David and I, and I mentioned that and he goes, Oh, the, that was Brent Spiner. Like, I yeah. could not tell it was him. All three. Yeah. Cause God, does he look terrible. <laughs> then they did their job. Good. Good. I did want to ask this real quick. So I, I went by a bookstore, uh, cause apparently I have a Star Trek book hoarding problem. Hoarding fetish. Um, uh-huh. I now have my yeah. sixth TNG technical manual. <laughs> I'm a hoarder. Um, Yay. I did pick up this, though, <laughs> the definitive Star Trek trivia book, Volume 2. Ooh. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions. Now, I did look for ones that are about stuff that we have already watched. Um, okay. So I was going to say, because otherwise I'm not going to get any of this. Dave's going to be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, love, I love it already. Shot. Fair okay. shot. Okay. Um, let's go with this. What, what gift did Riker give to Worf when he had the power of the Q? Wow, really? No, no one? <laughs> nothing? I re- nothing. Um, was this when he gave him the naked ladies? Well, not naked, but scantily clad. What's your answer, David? Uh, I believe I'll go with fuck if I know for 2200, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he, he gave her him a like sexy Klingon woman who's like crawling on the ground. And they're like... Worf, is this sex to you? And he's like, yeah, this is sex. Like, that's what we do. <laughs> All right, so no one pays attention. Perfect. All right, next question. Um, let's. I don't think David will get this because he doesn't pay attention to anything. Uh, in the opening scenes of the film, uh, the Wrath of Khan, David's favorite. Whose command yeah, I think skills? I all those memories. Yeah, whose command skills were being tested in the Kobayashi Maru? Really? Kirk? No. Oh we don't see Kirk until the J.J. Abrams ones. Uh, Just, well, that's it. That's the end of the podcast, folks. <laughs> All these characters, isn't it? Phil, do you know this? I thought it was Sulu. Wow. No? Our listeners are screaming at you. I don't know. I didn't pay enough attention to that. Well, it's real easy to know the answers when you're the one with the book. <laughs> I know the fucking answer. It's the whole Savic. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. Let's just move on with this. This was pointless. All right. Let's hey, talk hey, about this. Hey. Okay. Give me one more. One more. One more. Okay. And disappointment corner with Jeff. This is going to be the worst because <laughs> I, I was going to start doing this every now and then be like, oh, let's have a little trivia. But uh, this is going awfully awful. You can. So, well, I'm not a fan of it? the TOS movie, so I'm not going to get that shit. <laughs> it's Wrath of God. Okay. I'm all right. Um, okay. 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 This is like the easiest thing I could I could find. What okay, okay, okay. the sympathy okay. question now? Great. It Thanks. Is. What area of the ship is a social gathering place for the crew? Oh lord. On Say TNG? It. Yes. They, Phil. Yeah. Ten forward. Okay. Jesus Christ. Sympathy <laughs> question. Right. No, I'm not. No, I'm not fulfilled at all. <laughs> not fulfilled. Well, I I can't help you. I I can't help fill you, Phil. <laughs> what? All right. Um, 
I guess we're talking about an episode now. Um, Jeff's so trivia corner. Stoop. <laughs> well, we have we have uh, well we haven't had a curmudgeon corner in a while because we're out of TOS, so that's Phil's spot is gone. Thank goodness. Um, we don't have D and D or D and D Star Wars Firefly Green Lantern corner with David. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> it's just less often. <laughs> Let me talk about time just, travel for 20 minutes. I just interject my opinion instead of having a whole corner. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. I, I will save this. I will bring some up again. Um, let's hope Let's hope it gets better next time. Please. Or I will have to pull your, your nerd cards. I'm sorry. That's There's just... Uh, that would just be my Trek card, actually. Thank you very much. Right out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. You know what we should do is that we should actually print up actual cards like it says nerd card. And then you can have like 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 a Star Trek nerd card. You should actually have cards. A bunch of check boxes. I am included in. How awesome would that be? Like I want like if someone's like. I don't know. Phil's is going to be really bare. Like <laughs> West Wing and Star Trek. And Lego. And Lego and Disney. Disney. Well, Disney. And magic. 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 Well, that's true. He's yeah. joined the ranks of the magic nerds. Magic. Again. Rejoined. Again. Magic. Oh, yeah. Arena is made accessible for all of us that are like, I don't want to spend $100 a box on cards. Uh, and that's the thing. That's that's why I hesitated getting back into it for so long. Because I remember as a teen and in my 20s how much money I sunk into magic. Oh, yeah. And it was re-damn-diculous. Anyone, if you want to keep your kids off drugs, get them into magic. They won't have any money for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to send your kids to college, send, sell your magic collection. There you mm. go. That's not true. You never get nearly as much secondhand. Depends <laughs> on what you got. All I get is secondhand. <clears throat> All you get is your Anyways, own. Okay, would, let's. Would, would, that, <laughs> would that be would that be the left instead of the right? <laughs> We, we gotta spice stranger? it up every now and then. We call it the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brothers. Um, wow. Let's just. Yes, dear brothers. Yes, Knowing sir. who listens to this podcast, I just have to move on. Oh, I, sorry, I have to. I'm sorry. All right. So this episode is. Uh, sorry, Craig and Cambria. We know you guys didn't want to put your Latin. I know. Uh, wow. All right. Jeff's got to make editorial decisions tonight. There's a reason that none of my family knows that I do this. I don't want to listen to this shit. Would they listen? I, I don't my, see your dad being like, I'm going to pull that podcast up. I'll, I'll listen to it. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm so discombobulated now. All right. So the main, the stupid bullshit plot of this episode is that there's a kid who's sick and his brother screwed him over. And now they have to rush off to a starbase to save this kid. I could give a shit about this entire plot point. It's just the device. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I hate it. It's the ticking time bomb. We oh, we we have to go. I just I hate it. It's with beyond a, a plot and b plot. Yeah, it's just a really a nothing plot. It's just a way to make Picard look uncomfortable. <laughs> they they literally could have been doing anything, and this would have happened. I think they should have like, just. Hey, been we're flying doing... towards that big shiny thing, and then Data takes control. It doesn't matter what they were doing. I just don't think they take away the entire plot. Like just have data take control and they're just hanging out and like, Oh, we're stuck. Like, what do we do? Like that's more interesting than this thing. I just, I don't care. Yeah. The the whole parallel with the brothers on the ship and then data and lore, it's so artificial and contrived. And it's just like, 
it, it's so thin. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because it doesn't really pay off until the end when they're like, after they're fighting and they're like, and Crusher's like, oh, well, you know, brothers always brothers make up. Always and make up. And like, yeah. It's like that full house yeah, moment. Brothers like, forgive each other. Boom. Yeah. And it's like, that was, you could have had it any other way. Or I don't know. I just don't. Know. So then the main yeah. plot is basically data gets this weird signal, um, fakes an emergency, takes over the enterprise, takes it somewhere. And we discover he's been like summoned by Dr. Sung, who, uh, his creator, who was, he was thought to be dead. Everybody thought was dead. Yeah. Who looks yeah. like data. Fucked a California raisin. <laughs> it was like a hundred and something. And been out in the sun a lot. Hold on. <laughs> I know David's younger than me, and I'm actually surprised that you made the reference to the California reasons. Like, does, <laughs> do we have to explain that to people? Uh, I sang the song, so go I don't Google know the Cali- yeah. Go Google the California raisins. Go to YouTube, type in California yeah. raisins, and have fun. So back in the '80s, there was like anthropomorphic <laughs> animated clay Just motion, like stop motion raisins. Clay stop motion <laughs> raisins. Raisins with sunglasses in there from California. They were very hip. And they danced to her through the grapevine. Very vine. dark brown, gnarly looking <laughs> yeah. skin. Well, they're grapes. Or raisins. raisins. Shoveled grapes. Yep. Anyways. So <laughs> so you get this interaction with Data and Dr. Sung. And then, of course, Lore shows up because we... Well, we haven't seen him since Data Lore. Since we dismantled his ass. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, which is... I like the, the, the reason he gives. He goes, oh, I was just like cruising through space with this entity and until a pack led ship shows up yeah, yeah fucking pack leds motherfuckers crystals make us go more back together yeah right we take his parts and put make him whole again <laughs> look at us we're so smart mm-hmm. um bastards yeah and so this is where we get introduced to there's an emotion chip for data uh dr Sun actually created one and then of course lore just is like they do the old switcheroo and then lore takes it asshole yeah which which when dr sung was putting it in how do you not notice that the android you're putting it into already has one unless it wasn't a specific chip maybe it was just built into his wiring i don't know he said he said many times he made reference to how virtually identical they were except for some minor programming stuff yeah so physically they should be the same and they kind of indicated that you don't need a chip for emotions that lore has it built into his programming so i was like why couldn't you just like do a patch update on data and give it to him well he's the software you gotta get the software into him right and that that was that's what the software was the chip you don't you don't lose a chip for that you just you could have plugged in a cable and updated him or done (laughs) however remotely the same way he got him to come <laughs> How did he get you to come? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you asked for it now. This is all. Gee, didn't this see all that kinds one coming. Open it up <laughs> and stick a chip into it. What? <laughs> what? I hope no one listens to this like at work, where where other people can hear. Like this should be wa- listened to with like headphones. Headphones. Yeah. Well, that's why we mark them all E. Yeah. Oh, yes. And you not for, not E for everyone either. Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> Um, uh, the episode was nominated for an Emmy for outstanding achievement in makeup. It was pretty good. I actually thought his aging makeup was, was good. Yeah. They took a lot of time on it. It looks like, and from what interviews and stuff I've seen, it, they talked about the, the process and 
Brent Spiner didn't really know what the character was going to be like until the makeup was put on. And it was done very purposefully. And they built up the cranial layers to make him look like he had a huge brain kind of thing. As you'd expect somebody who creates a sentient android to do, I guess. But yeah, yeah. there was a lot of the makeup, the makeup uh, stuff, especially with Dr. Sung, was very planned, very meticulous. It was a four plus hour makeup call for Brent Spiner. Yeah. Well, to, it was actually supposed to be another actor, and then I guess yeah. they, they just couldn't find the right person, and then he's just they're like, "You do it." He made it look yeah. like himself. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, and hunches back over because he's about four inches shorter than Prince Spiner is his data. So yeah, the only crappy thing is that this this episode was written by Rick Berman. Yeah, fucker. Uh, you take the good, you take the bad. Yeah, you know the, the interesting thing too. So when the way data gets everyone off the bridge is to, is to like um, the life support fails and data leaves or like makes it look like he's going to leave with them. I'm like, why he could stay there. Yeah. There, there would be no reason for him to evacuate. Yeah. He could, he's like, why wouldn't you keep him there under normal mm-hmm. circumstances? Cause he could try to fix things and, and be the person on the bridge. Yeah. Protocols are protocols. He still has to follow protocol. Even but they have an android. That's the point of an android. Yeah. The only reason I can think of is just kind of the rules or rules suggestion. Like he, he's part of Starfleet. He follows yeah. the regulations. Oh, and what, da- what? Go ahead, Phil. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, and, and whatever part of his programming lets him imitate people's voices, especially yeah. the command staff. Yeah, that yeah. shit needs to go fast. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, look how dangerous he is. He can just, I mean, he took over the ship in like five minutes. Like, if, if he really wanted to, he could run the entire thing. Oh, yeah, he could just disable all of the life support in the whole ship, True. and it would be his. I mean, he could he just, just knock he could just suffocate, suffocate everybody, yeah. Which kind of like the the EMH for Voyager. I think there's there's probably mm-hmm. an episode where everyone else is like incapacitated where, but then he's not. Yeah. Basically. And the doctor's just walking around like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hologram, not a life support. system. <laughs> um, I, I like the interaction with, uh, with, you know, data and lore and Dr. Sung. Cause you get, cause even though data can't feel the emotions of it, it's like you get this connection of the, of the creation meeting the creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, in, in in his own way, he was, you know, longing for it. He wants this. And I, I like, like, the whole interaction. I, I wish there was more of it, um, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. Because the, the stupid kids are sick, so we don't get to see it all. That that whole scene with him saying, I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm just as good as Lore or whatever. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I'm just as good as Lore. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brent Spiner as Lore because you feel like. Yeah. This is like he gets to have emotions. He gets to like be the superior being, but he also yeah, can yeah. just be an asshole. Exactly. He gets to let it all out. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, I wish, I don't know. I, I just wish they could have done more of, of, of that stuff. I would have loved to have seen more of Dr. Sung and just the kind of all three of their interactions. Cause Laura isn't even technically in it for more than what a few minutes, like of screen time. Yeah, he yeah. barges in, knocks Data out or whatever, gets his chip, and then he's a peace out after he beats the crap out of Dr. Sung. Yeah. Well, too, and Data warns him, and Dr. Sung is like, eh, it's not so bad. He's mm-hmm. fine. He's okay. He's like, no, Don't no, worry. really. 
you you shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not listen to the smart Android or anything. Right? Yeah. There's a reason we had to disassemble your ass. Yeah. No, no, he'll be okay. He's changed. Yeah. Okay. He He's like, oh, he always listens to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. kids only kids rebel and they listen only to an extent. So. Um, but I like as much as they're forced to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that we at least we get a callback from lore. We get you know because again we last we saw him was in data lore. Um, that was what two seasons ago. So we get him kind of back into the mix. And I mean, I know we don't, or David, do you think that we see lore again? I'm relatively certain we will. Usually once they've shown up twice like this, they'll show up somewhere else. It's the only thing that Trek seems to do consistently. (laughs) And from your tone, I'm going to change my answer to no, no, we don't. I don't think we do. No, we do. He does come back later on. Okay. Somebody hasn't read the memory alpha where it says story arc lore 204. (laughs) Nope. <laughs> uh, no, so we do. I mean, it's 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 a few seasons, but uh, yeah. he does come back. So, but I like that. I like that we get a, kind of those tidbits every now and then. It's kind of like Worf's arc. It's it it it's one episode every couple seasons or something. But we get it. Yeah, it's kind of interspersed throughout everything. Yeah. Um, yep. I like and and that ridiculous command code that he puts in. Oh, <laughs> it's like twenty digits long. Oh my gosh, they said. Somebody actually, of course, because there's enough nerds out there, they actually did the calculations and it's 36 to the 52nd power of combinations to break it. Jeez. So like, so we have 256 bit security encryption. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be the equivalent of 269 bit encryption to try and break. Jeez. I mean, he was smart and just because when he does take over the ship, he because they... You know, he can't do the site-to-site transport, but then he does, like, the um, the alternating force fields through the corridor. Yeah, to let him walk around. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the only problem I, I have, and, and security is shit in Starfleet, but, like, mm-hmm. they give him a warning, <laughs> and there's, like, just, just shoot him. If you really want to stop him, just shoot him. Don't wait to give him a warning. Don't wait for the force field. Yeah, that's really my only problem. And when he gets to the transporter room, and Riker and Chief O'Brien and and Jordy are all on the all on the transporter pad. Mm-hmm. Why? Because why would you put yourself? Themselves. Why would you put yourself? Yeah, in that kind of enclosed space where you could easily, which he did, puts up a force field to lock them in. Yeah. And then he does. <laughs> I do like when they do the effect where they speed up his hands. Who's like as he's pulling out the isolinear chips and swapping them around. He's like, "What's he doing?" And immediately. They're like, oh, yeah, he's enabling the site-to-site trans, and off he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like Riker got a little stupider as the seasons went on? Because basically, because I I think Riker asked the question, he's like, oh, because he's going to say, oh, does that mean he can do site-to-site transport? And then he transports. I'm like, don't you think Riker would know that? Yeah, I don't know how he wouldn't. I yeah, feel he's like the, they're he's just the stand in for the audience. They're expecting the audience to be dumb and have to ask the dumb questions. So they yeah, yeah, have to ask it. I think Riker became the guy that like, yeah, who has to ask the question so that the audience gets the answer, but it um, shouldn't be him. Yeah. Because he's also this great commander who's been offered commands and he's a great guy. Like, why are you explaining these basic things to him? It should have been an ensign that was in this, part of the security detail or something like that, that was standing on the pad with them asking yeah. that's asking the stupid question. That's yeah. what should what's be. happening. 
What's going on? What's he doing now? Yeah, it should not be somebody like Commander Riker, who clearly would know. Because everybody that's in there, maybe Worf wouldn't know. Yeah, because he's not Maybe. But still, I mean, a site-to-site transport like that, and knowing tactics and whatnot, you would think that that would be one of the things. Like, oh, what could he possibly do? Well, we have this scenario and this scenario, and he could site-to-site transport himself. And mm-hmm. So you would think yeah. even Worf would know. I don't know. You'd think. Well, everybody I mean, knew. Well, I think, you know, I mean, <laughs> people again, do go yeah. into specialties, but it's like, I would, especially going, it's like going to college. Those first couple of years, you learn the basics of things. Yeah, you especially get your, you going get your the general ed out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. This is general ed stuff. Like, yeah. you have to have a basic warp field theory knowledge or something. Yeah, but it's not realigning the dilithium crystals or rerouting an EPS conduit or something like that. It takes specialized knowledge. Yeah. That's why you yeah. have an engineer. You would think. You would think. <laughs> I did like some of the stuff in Dr. Sung's uh, home. He had like the giant, like a dinosaur skeleton and like little plastic toys. And like, he had some cool stuff to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I'm wondering why data only knows how to whistle one song. And poorly. Did you notice that? Yeah. Very poorly. Yeah. It's feet. like pop, pop goes, goes the, the weasel. weasel. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like whistle and this is what he comes up with. Mm-hmm. But he can play the violin. Yeah, and and that um that giant the dinosaur skeleton was on loan from like the Smithsonian or something. That's cool. Yeah. Or the Natural History Museum, something like that. Probably something in LA. Probably the Natural History Museum have in to LA. Be, yeah, Natural History Museum in LA. Yeah. But it's interesting too, like when they kind of pan through his home, he's got like this, like an old chemistry set and like, he's got like old things, not just kind of antiques, but he's like old functional things, a lot of books and things. So it was like, I wonder how hard it would be to get that stuff 200 years from now or three, you know, 300 years from now. I'm sure you have a replicator. The older it is. The harder. I guess you oh, could, but why, why would you replicate old stuff? Why not just use the new stuff? Because in a future episode, Lore needs to be able to play the drums on it and go on their chemistry set. So it needs to be there. It needs to be there for proper purposes. Take Lore set. That explanation is just about anything. There's a cool scene too where when Doctor Soon like reactivates Data, he actually opens up his com badge to deactivate it. Now that was really cool. I thought. Yeah, because I don't think you ever see that again. I don't know. I know this is the first time we do see it. But that was really cool how it hinges, and then you see like all the electronics internally, and it's like beep beep boop boop. Yeah, and he's but just I think like that's tick, just, tick, 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 tick. they just made the one the though up. for that effect. Like all the normal ones are just like yeah, a button. they're all solid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. like when they it's kind of like when they pop a panel on Data's skull, and you see like all the circuitry and the lights yeah. and stuff. <laughs> what? That's not all there all the time. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> well, no, Brent Spiner's an android. You didn't know that. Break, breaking down I the fourth wall. Yeah. What? Um, I don't know, uh, David, what'd you think? We, we get some more I mean, data history. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked the whole, like him and lore, both, both kind of competing for their dad's affection in a way, or like complaining about what was different. Um, cause yeah, when he switches over the, or gives data, the emotions chip and he starts singing, that was my thought is like, why on earth would that be the first thing you do when you have emotions is sing some song. And then he realizes it's lore. Mm. Um, but I thought it was creative. Yeah, I mean, the, the kid subplot, like, 
that basically was just there to reinforce that Picard doesn't like kids. Like, <laughs> and to watch him squirm and be like, but I can't be like a daddy to this person and then watch him get stabbed. Wrong episode. Like, <laughs> wrong wrong episode, episode, David. Sorry, David. <laughs> you just got your episode. I was, I, I had lunch did with David Did I just David jump today, episodes? Yeah, sure did. And I, I was making fun of David sure. and I go, you don't watch our episodes, dude. He goes, I can't remember things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah taking this my is... my brain and the way i remember stuff is just like taking one of those yahtzee cans with the dice and shaking it up and then throwing it out and seeing what we get this is like, the sick kid in quarantine episode yeah but for some... okay <laughs> it's their fault for having two kids with problems in two episodes in a row <laughs> True. On that one um no, yeah, that's right. It's the one where he plays the joke and makes the kid think that he shot, that he killed him, and then the kid yes. like gets lost and eats something he shouldn't and gets a parasite. Like, yeah, and and how is that the other kid's fault? Like, he don't go eat putting things in your mouth. Well, yeah, I was, and how long was he missing for that he felt like he had to eat they, the wildlife? I'm, to, like, I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, because I get like, oh, you scared him and you ran off for a little bit, but like when I was a kid, I would have have to be gone for hours before I'd consider eating something around me yeah (laughs) it's stupid it's stupid it was it was so anyways yes the kid's plot was stupid (laughs) at least from what you remember i'm gonna think pretty much the same thing in the next one so (laughs) just copy paste copy paste this response to the next episode i'll I'll just i'll I'll edit this section out and i'll just put it in the next one because you you like being able to say that i was wrong um It's the uh, yeah. But no, I do. I liked the data and lore and stuff. Um, but I just I do remember because I didn't realize this was Brent Spiner in makeup because the makeup is so heavy. You think it's great. I think it's kind of crap. But um, <laughs> it is so heavy on there that I couldn't tell who that was. And then I did remember that we meet. I thought we met Soong in Picard and I had to be reminded that it was his son. So I was like, because that was going to yeah, be my next Eric. question. Was like, yeah. Where did Soon find the de-aging machine where he like brought himself back from the brink <laughs> for something 30 years later or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't recognize that this was Brent Spiner. So at, I knew it was supposed to look like Brent Spiner. I just assumed they had somebody else play it now. And then later they were like, yeah, we can just he'll play his kid. And it was so much makeup. Nobody will notice. <laughs> and, the, and that's good because that's how it was supposed to be. They purposefully did that. Um like they didn't give any guest starring or additional credits at the beginning of the episode. Mm. All of the credits for Brent Spiner playing lore and Dr. Song were done at the end of the episode. So just to not give it away that he was going yeah, to I always hate that. Characters. Do you guys, does that bother you? Like when you're watching a show and you're just like going along and you go and it's like, Oh, surprise, you know, special guest star someone. You're like, Oh, well they're probably the murderer or yeah. Because you know, why else be, would you be on the, the show? Yeah. They're not. A yeah. I've, I've yeah. had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that. But I don't yeah. know because usually if I'm watching with my wife, then I seem really smart. I'll be like, "That's the killer." She's like, "How do you always know?" <laughs> I got to the guest star. Somewhere. It's like if you watch Law and Order, you're like, "Oh, there's a guy on." Yeah, it's probably or them. Even if they don't put it as a guest star, if it's the person that I've seen and I recognize from something else, nine times out of ten, that's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, the only time I haven't seen that on a good show was on ER when Sally Fields um, came and played somebody's mother who's just, she's kind of uh, bipolar, off her meds most of the time, and she played multiple episodes and won an Emmy. Mm. But that was the only time it wasn't like, oh yeah, something crazy is going to happen to her because she just kept showing up. 
okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's like, oh, your wacky mom's here. I'm like, oh, great. Super. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, this is a good episode. I, I liked it. You know, it's, um, I like that we're getting a bit more data history. We get some more lore. Uh, it does come back, and it, yeah, which is kind of what Dave was saying with uh, Picard. Um, between this episode and then when Doctor Sung's son shows up in Picard, that's never mentioned. So it's like thirty year difference that it's never. We don't even know who his mother is. Like no one Nothing. knows. Yeah, yeah, it's never brought up. Because in 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 theory, during TNG, this guy's out there too doing stuff. I guess Somewhere. he's with the other AI people i don't know yeah it is a little weird you'd think like he would have gotten his son involved because his son is like a cyberneticist too to like work on them after he left or something but i mean we all know the honest truth is they just didn't think of it at this time no i know (laughs) yeah it's a 30 year later thing and they're just retconning but it's i mean yeah or he bangs someone and he doesn't know maybe i don't know some rando (laughs) well because his son is supposed to be way more than 30 years old in picard so yeah yeah, at this point he's got to be somewhere probably He's probably 20 or 30 years old running around somewhere in the universe, but right. Well, I like too cause so at, okay. So at the end, so Laura of course takes the emotion chip. Uh, well, we, we learned that Dr. Sung is dying from probably some sort of old age disease. That's my fancy thing. Well, plus he just got the crap beat out of him by Laura. So that yeah. And then Laura beats the shit out of him. Um, but first of, okay, he, here's my issue. So he says he's dying. We're assuming it's old age, maybe like, some other disease he doesn't really say lore tosses him probably pretty hard i i mean i guess maybe he's got some internal bleeding but he just kind of dies pretty quickly i that's weird yeah seems like it i mean i know it's supposed to be dramatic but uh, so you get to add a death someone does die in this episode Yay. Yay. one it's on eleven thousand, but it's plus, one plus one murder <laughs> he is murdered that's cold-blooded yeah um yeah, and then he, then Lord just takes off. Um, we get that, and then of course they come back, and he tells Data, "I like how because Data doesn't remember taking over the ship." And he's like, "Oh, check your sub access your third layered memory yeah. and do instruction five one five five, and you can see Data as his head kind of tilts as he's processing, and then he's like, "What the hell happened?" It's like, "Wait, like, what?" I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. If I didn't realize the inconvenience I caused. <laughs> Um, so then they get back they save the kid yeah yay so that's the end of the episode basically so kill tracker that brings our tng deaths to one thousand or fourteen thousand nine hundred (laughs) eighty nine so many people ridiculous on top of that we have five thousand borg deaths and then one thousand six hundred and fifty tos deaths for a total of twenty one thousand six hundred and thirty (laughs) nine Yes, so far. It's so Trek. obnoxious. Stupid. I love it. Um, oh all right. Yeah. So that's kind of the end of the episode. I, you know, um, I enjoyed it. Um, solid episode for me. Um, Phil, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I'm a fan of this one too. I mean, yeah. So there's, I, I could totally do without the, the the kid in isolation and all that stuff. But whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm. A, I'm more into it for the lore, data, song, interplay, that whole thing. Mm. So, yeah. And just seeing data, like how he would take over a ship like that. Yeah. That's creepy. That's creepy as hell. It's like, what? We should do. We should take some steps to make sure this doesn't happen again. Which, of course, yeah. they don't. So, 
Nope. Which is it's it's ironic why that he can why would he we? can <laughs> well he can do all these things and all you literally have to do is just push his button on the back and go back to factory reset like <laughs> it's like the simplest thing right, just click it's it's like the Buzz Lightyear scene in what Toy Story three where they get the paper clip and they just do factory reset <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's just factory reset them <laughs> yeah so I mean, otherwise I'm a I'm yeah, this is a great episode, and this is it. Kind of starts another storyline mm-hmm. with Data and Lore and their whole family dynamic. So, yeah, it's it's a really good setup for what's to come. Yeah, well, too, and then it's like I know David has seen Generations, so this is the emotion mm-hmm. chip that he finally gets in Generations. So, does yeah. he get Lore's emotion chip in Generations, or just to get a copy of his own that like? I don't know. You'll just yeah, have to find, out, find out. Hang around for the next five out. seasons and figure out. Yeah. yeah. Some stuff happens. <laughs> Some stuff. Um, David, good. I know you just kind of said that you like this episode, but any other parting thoughts? Do you want to rate it? What's your Davometer? Uh, let's give this a Davometer. This is definitely higher up. I'd say eight and a half. I really enjoyed okay. it. It would have probably been a nine or a nine and a half if it wasn't for those fucking kids. Yeah. Are are we just a bunch of assholes? Is it like should we care more about the kid? No. No. Okay. Real no. kid, I would I would like to think if it was a real kid, we would. It's because it is a fake kid on a TV okay. show. We're like, yeah. Nah. That's like, they amp it. They try and amp it up, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Oh, oh and, that's a and good you, rating. And you could have bought the pack led costume that Lore's wearing when he beams down. Oh, for really? twenty one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. That's they, not bad. When they when they sold off a bunch of the. On the, the uh, props and stuff, yeah, from the show. It's not bad. No. I would love just to own one small piece of Star Trek, like whether it's a, a gold-pressed latinum or a or a pad or just like something. One small prop. Yeah, like actual screen-use prop. Yeah, yeah that'd be really something. cool. Um, my parting thoughts on this one is that I, I like Lore in this one because he's just in like the five minutes of screen time he has, he's like... He loves his father because they they have a history, but he's kind of this rebellious teenager. He's like, screw you. But you get a lot of emotion and like uh, an interplay between them. And he's, you know, he's pissed at him. But then he's when he says he's dying, he's like, well, you can't die. Like he looks sad. Yeah. That he's going to die. We get get the whole gambit. He loves him. He hates him. He's pissed at him. He's an asshole. Uh, Like we get the whole range of that emotion chip out of lore in that, in, mm-hmm. in that short screen time. And I was almost yeah. screaming at the screen when he's like, I'm dying. And he's like, you can't be dying. You look fine. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. Yeah. He looks so bad. He, yeah. He gets all concerned and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? You don't see what we're seeing. You, you, he your eyes like malfunctioning. Skin cancer, dude. Do we need Come to update on. your optical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, that was him grieving. Like, no, it's like, no, you can't die. You're, I, I know it's that shock. I'm like, you, you, you can't, you can't, you be can't, dying. Die. You can't die. Yeah. Like, Yes, it's like, oh, oh no, he's fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. That is the that is the face he can't, of the dying. He can't he can't <laughs> pop he can't pop the little arm thing off and put the chip in. He's got to go take a nap nap first. I'm like, come on, really? I know it take it would take him like thirty seconds. I'm like, just fucking yeah. do it. Uh plot device. Uh huh. Damn you. Often um, wrong. Couldn't even tell his sons apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, good overall episode. We're, we're heading into season four. We got some good stuff coming up. So yeah, we got some good shit coming. I dig it. All right. I think that's it for us. Um, David, why don't you plug our shit and then we'll go on to the next one. 
All right. Uh, yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerd section. You can go buy some of our shit at Cafe Press and we'll make almost nothing. And whenever you are done uh, meeting your twin brother that you just met on the left floating in space, then you can go and give us a five-star rating and review and we'll read it out over on the air. Fantastic. Great. All right. What's I'm excited for, for season four. There's some good stuff in here and, and more to come. Yay. Because yay. All right. <laughs> that's it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.